You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, you know what it is. It is Crossover Thursday, and today it's Locked On Chargers and Locked On Lions. And honestly, to me, one of the games of the weekend. I'm super excited about this one, the Chargers getting a chance to play a good team to see if anything they've done the last two weeks actually means anything. And today, Matt Derry on here, one of the best on the network. What's up, Matt? How you doing, bro? Daniel, good to be here. Uh, Chargers and Lions, rarely they get together and play. I can recall the Cliff Averill pick six game a few years back. <laughs> When the Lions beat the Chargers to go to the playoffs and at least clinch a wild card. All, of course, the Lions lost in the playoffs in the first round, but good to get these two teams together. And I'm excited to see the, uh, I'm assuming the powder blues will be on, uh, on, on Sunday. Should be. Yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't checked people. the uniform matchup, but I mean, best uniform in the oh. sport to me, at least non-retro style. Right. But yeah, man, it, it never happens. Super excited to get to talk with you today. This crossover episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So the Lions have been awesome this year, man. I mean, one of my favorite teams to watch, one of my favorite stories to watch over the last couple of years as they really kind of built this thing under Dan Campbell into easily the best team in the NFC North and actually one of the true contending powers in the NFL right now. What do you think the biggest stories are for this team coming off of bye week going into this game in LA? You just brought it up, Dan. I, I mean, the storyline is they're healthy. Uh, David Montgomery, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow all should be back and should be playing on Perfect. Sunday against the Chargers. They've had a week off. It was a nice opportunity after a Monday night win over the Raiders, which I'm sure you enjoyed, uh, okay. to uh, to kind of rest and, and get guys kind of in the in the right frame of mind they had the blowout loss to the ravens before that so sitting at six and two going into the bye nine games to go everything in front of them really the storyline is now all right you look at the schedule and go you know, chargers are a 500 team lions have not won on the west coast in the pacific time zone since i believe 2011 um so it's been a long time time to go west and handle business and and the chargers are a good team not a great team as you know um but I think really the storyline is kind of second half is officially starting. All of a sudden, there's some company atop the division with Minnesota going on a nice little run here. But I think everybody does agree that the Lions should win this thing. Uh, what, what about you in L.A.? Yeah, I mean, that must be a weird feeling for you, man. Like the, the Lions as a, a prohibitive favorite to win the division. <laughs> I mean, as a someone who covers a long-suffering franchise, I definitely can appreciate that. And I think I end up rooting for the long-suffering franchises just because I did grow up a Chargers fan. And, like, it, it has been rough, and Chargers fans have been through it. And I really think, you know, what they have been through, I respect all of them because this team does not make it easy on them. For the Chargers, man, it's simple. Can you beat a good team? Like, mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to because with the schedule that the Chargers have, I mean, there are some easier games down the road that they can you kind of beef up their schedule, right, and, and possibly make a run. But it's not going to mean anything if they can't beat the good teams on their schedule they still have left because they still have the Lions, the Ravens, the Bills, the Chiefs again. Like, this team has to show that they can beat a good team, and they just haven't done it. I mean, since the start of the 2022 season, the only playoff team they beat last year was the Dolphins who had two at that point, who were a pretty good team. It was a good game, but, like, that's it. I mean, this year, the Jets, 
I, I don't know. I'm not going to say that's a win against a good team, even though it's a team over 500, right? And a team that beat a couple of good teams, it still doesn't feel like, hey, this team is ready to take on the real powers of the NFL. The other over 500 team they beat this year was the Vikings. And like the, the Vikings were actually pretty good. So like, I mean, that one, I'm, I'm not totally counting. And now it's like Josh Dobbs, and no Justin Jefferson. And they had Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson for that game. That was a huge win for them to, you know, stop from going to 0-3. But like, the Chargers have not been above 500 this season. This is a chance to do it. This is a chance to make a statement, a chance to get out of, you know, what was a really terrible start to this season and finally show that this team is ready to actually beat good teams. I get it. Uh, you know, Lions were kind of in that same boat. I think, uh, you know, when, when people say, all right, Lions, you know, there are some. That's all I'm saying that we'll say, all right, well, the Lions beat the Chiefs opening night in Kansas City under the lights, like defending champs that they raised the banner and the Lions went in there and won. Oh, but there was no Kelsey. There was no yeah. Chris Jones. Uh, 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 you know, Mahomes receivers were dropping every ball inside Kadarius Tony. They called the Kadarius Tony game in Kansas City. <laughs> right. I get that, but the Lions still won. Uh, you know, then they lose to Seattle. They lose to the Ravens. The schedule's been a little bit soft. The division's not good. Some of the crossover games that they've had have not been great opponents. So, this one to me is, all right, you're going out West, never easy with the three-hour time difference. I know SoFi is going to be half Lions fans. That's you and I be honest here. Yeah. But Justin Herbert's legit. Eckler's really good. Keenan Allen's a future Hall of Famer. So is Joey Bosa. So there's some guys on the other side that can play. So I think this would be a nice test for the Lions to kind of shut up some of the people that would say, well, who have they beaten too? Yeah, and that's the funny thing, man. Is And like something I've preached to the Chargers fans too is just like, since when did the Chargers like beating up on, you know, below average to even average teams and actually blowing them out become something that we're not impressed by, right? Like right. the Chargers have perennially been the team that lets these other teams hang around and, and like has games that are way too close and Chargers fans are sitting at the edge of their couch with their blood pressure going crazy because the Chargers will always let teams come back in. And that was the story early on in the season was finishing games you know down to two minutes left against the Dolphins in week one can't come back and do it multiple chances against the Titans in week two can't come back and do it against a bad Titans team we've seen them actually start to finish some games and there's still you know some things that have to get worked out but I think other than the Chargers just beating a good team I think the other big thing is how good is the defense like that's what we talked about on yesterday's show on Locked on Chargers was just like is the Chargers defense good? Because they played Tyson Bajan and Zach Wilson the last couple of weeks. So it's kind of hard to get, you know, a good read on it. And yeah. there are parts of the defense, I think, that are really good. But this is a chance for them to prove it. Because you're not going up against a one-dimensional team with the Lions this week, right? You're going up no. against a team who has a very well-run, well-orchestrated passing attack with Jared Goff pushing all the right buttons. Jameer Gibbs kind of coming into his own right as your other starting running back is coming back in the fold. So it's, can the Chargers beat good teams? is this Chargers defense really good? And I think the Lions, you will know. Like, at, at the end of this next game, and maybe it's not the, the last nail in the coffin and saying they're a bad defense, but you will know how far this defense has come after Sunday's game. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lions, like you said, should be all guns a-blazing offensively <laughs> in this game, plus the addition now of Donovan Peoples-Jones will, will be an upgrade for this offensive receiver. Um, playing on a fast track, good weather. I Should be fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I mean, especially in L.A., right? I mean, with the weather not being a factor, Justin Herbert's finger I don't think would look very good in the rain with all the tape and splints and things that he has on that broken left middle finger right now. So definitely we'll take the great weather in Los Angeles. But time to get into 
the best matchups for this one. And one of the ones that really stood out to me was actually one that you brought up on Twitter during the game on Sunday, which was Aiden Hutchinson, Trey Pipkins, major advantage Lions. So we're going to talk about the biggest matchups going into this game coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about one of my favorite things, and that, of course, I'm talking about DoorDash. And DoorDash is just so perfect for football Sundays because once that 10 a.m. game hits on the West Coast, you can't leave your house. You got seven hours of football to strap in for. So if you don't have the right dip, if you didn't get the right ingredients for something you need for your football party, you can do that with DoorDash. We can give you the local restaurants you're looking for or the groceries that you need delivered right to your door. And to me, it's all about finding the local spots. If you're in Los Angeles, the one place we were locked on this week, Randy's Donuts. You guys have probably seen the giant donut off the freeway. This one actually got yes. me in trouble last night. Call. Yeah, last night actually got me in trouble. I do, did the DoorDash read. Wife heard me talking about the bacon <laughs> maple donut bar and also yes. the maple churro donut specifically. And your boy had to order DoorDash to the front door today because the wife, the pregnant wife, I should say, was not going to not have donuts after she heard me talking about that. So make sure you check out the local gems that are in your area and you can save some money. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Download the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms apply. All right, we know that this is a good matchup between the teams, but there are some really, really good matchups inside the matchup that I want to talk about today because I think when you're looking at this, there are a lot of places where I think each team could probably find some advantages. I, I think if you're looking at this game on paper, more of those are going to lean towards the Lions. But when you're looking at what the biggest matchups are that you think that are most likely to decide this game, Matt Derry, what are you looking at? You teased it before, uh, Daniel. I, you know, Trey Pipkins, I watched him the other night, and he had major problems with Jermaine Johnson and everybody that was coming his way off the edge off that right tackle spot. And that's exactly where Aiden Hutchinson lines up. And Aiden is starting to hear about the sackless streak that's gone on a couple of weeks. Aiden's been around the quarterback. He's done a great job. He's had a really good year in year two. Uh, he's clearly the best player. You know, Trayvon Walker went ahead of him with Jacksonville. Yeah. Aiden's really good. But this week, I just watched a right tackle that did not look like he had a good game. Uh, you would know more than me about uh, Trey Pipkins the third and how good he is. But uh, man, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson should be should be eating this weekend and 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 really, you know, doing the watching the tape of the Jets game and doing what Johnson did and trying to dip below and get to the quarterback and certainly getting to Herbert, making him scramble, making him throw on the run. And uh, I, I thought that kind of decided the game for the Jets the other night or I should say for the Chargers the other night, was their pressure on, on Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Lions could do the exact same thing to, to Herbert this week. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard for the Lions to pressure Justin Herbert more than the Jets did, right? I think it was the third most pressured dropbacks of any quarterback so far this season, and one of those was the 40-0 to Giants loss to the Cowboys, and the other one was a Raiders loss where they put up seven points. So it, Justin Herbert has unfortunately gotten a little too used to having to face as much pressure as he has. And I think this is a really sore subject for Chargers fans specifically because Trey Pipkins had the best season of his career last year, got rewarded with a three-year contract. Yeah. And he is one of many problems on this Chargers offensive line, an offensive line that has two first-round draft picks invested in it, an offensive line that's without its all-pro center, Corey Lindsley, where you're really, really feeling how important he is 
in his absence, right? Like he could win team MVP just by how important it is. Like now that you've seen what the importance is now that he's gone. I think that's a a huge matchup that could decide this game. I mean, I think the really hard part too is that Rashawn Slater hasn't been great. He's been dealing with an ankle injury, obviously coming off of a torn biceps that cost him most of the season last year. This year, he hasn't looked like the all pro he was as a rookie. And I think a lot of Chargers fans just assumed he was going to come back in and regain his form and look as good as he ever has. But he hasn't. And I think that the, the best matchup for Aiden Hutchinson is still going to be coming off that right side against Trey Pipkins. And if you're the Chargers, you have to help him, man. Like, like you yeah. can't be you can't be putting him on an island as many times as they did last week. Like, you have to know your personnel. You have to be trying to help him as much as possible. And I think as far as this matchup goes, I think you could say the biggest matchup is on the other side as well, right? I mean, when you're talking about the Chargers pass rush, going up against a really, really good offensive line for the Lions. I mean, if you're looking at it, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack versus Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell, oh. that's a prime time matchup. And I think is. the thing is, Matt, is like, Jared Goff will pick this defense apart if that pass rush doesn't get home. And, and that's the part that scares me the most. The Chargers had three edge rushers that had two-plus sacks last week. The rookie, Tui Tui Pelotu, has been a godsend. I mean, that man has been a freak since he joined this team as a 21-year-old. But if that pressure can't get home, like you you have to go up against a Jets offensive line with four guys on IR, a Bears offensive line that was, you know, close to being just as bad as that. This Chargers defense, and the biggest reason they've been better is because the pass rush has been getting home. If they can't get home, it's going to be a real problem for them. Yeah, you know, Panisul has played very well again this year, kind of had an off day against the Ravens. Taylor Decker's been really, really solid. And now you're going to get the offensive line for this Sunday back together the way they want it to look. They've had yeah. a, a musical chairs of offensive line. Decker missed the start of the season. Sewell went over the left side, but mostly uh, the one guy that's played all year has been Sewell. But other than that, Frank Ragnow's missed the last uh, week with a toe and ankle injury. Now he'll be back at center. He's one of the best in the league. Jonah Jackson, left guard's been out three weeks with an ankle. He'll be back. Graham Glasgow, who's been a godsend this year, is kind of a utility man. He'll move to the right side and play right guard. He's won the job, according to Dan Campbell, over Halupulavanti Vitae, who really hasn't played much lately. So this is the O-line they, they, they've, they've envisioned. It's one of the best in the league. PFF ranks him in the top three or four. So that will be that will tell the tale, like you said. And I think one other quick one to watch is certainly Keenan Allen and probably Cam Sutton on him. Yeah, uh, Sutton has been a really, really good pickup in free agency and I'd put him on, on number 13 all day if I'm the Lions. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Keenan Allen gets any of the rookie too, right? Brian Branch has played very well for them this season too. So it'll be interesting to see if that matchup kind of comes to fruition. I also think, uh, you know, this Lions kind of reinvigorated rushing attack going up against the Chargers run defense that has been pretty good is going to be a good matchup because everything looks nice when it looks nice for the Lions, right? When everything stays on schedule, they're really, really hard to beat offensively, right? Yep. If you can disrupt that, if you can shut down a couple runs, pick up some tackles for loss, they're still going to be potent, but it gives the Chargers defense a, a chance, right? To steal a couple possessions, to get off the field a couple of times. The Chargers run defense after allowing, you know, five and a half yards per carry for the season in 2022 has been much better. 3.7 yards per carry allowed tied with the Detroit Lions this year, which is one of the, you know, biggest upsets to me this year is that that unit has gotten so much better. Let's talk about the most important player in this matchup, though. I mean, for the Chargers, it's hard to ever have it not be Justin Herbert, right? We do this show every week. It's very hard to not have Justin Herbert be the most important player for this Chargers team. Who is it for the Lions this week? 
It's a good one. You know, obviously we, we prepped before this and we know kind of the rundown. I was, I was looking at the screen. I got a few, but I, the one that I think is, is going to be huge is the, is the David Montgomery situation. Uh, and I think he's, I would put Montgomery and Gibbs, that running back tandem as the most important because Jameer Gibbs all of a sudden the last two weeks, Daniel, has been on fire. He has played so well. He had a coming out party against the Ravens, even though the game was kind of in a blowout. So you kind of went, eh, stat padding. Sure. Last week against the Raiders, my goodness, he just went ballistic. So now it's like he's in a rhythm and he's going, but now his carries are going to go away. Not all of them, but David Montgomery is back and healthy, and he is a huge factor for this team, carrying tacklers, yards after contact, a veteran that, that, that values the football as a running back, and a guy that just you know carries people on the interior and really kind of sets the tone for the offense. So that's, to me, the most important is what is Ben Johnson, who's arguably the best offensive coordinator of the game, He's, and he and Kellen Moore will be a nice matchup too, but what, how will he utilize that running back duo? Will Gibbs get touches enough? Um, because he's on fire and hot right now, he, he wants rhythm, but Montgomery's got to play. So that was, that's what I would say for the Lions. How about the Chargers? Yeah, I, like I said, I mean, it's always Justin Herbert. O- offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, a.k.a. potential future head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Ben Johnson. We'll Whoa. see about that. Hey, All I right. mean, that... <laughs> I think the Chargers could do a lot worse if they decide to part ways with Brand Staley. He he is one of my favorite guys to watch in the league. I mean, especially with just, you know, defense has actually been a lot better this year around the NFL, but that guy's still finding a way to get things done, reinvigorating Jared Goff, and that offense is looking really good. It's Justin Herbert, and I think specifically, Matt, the version of Justin Herbert we saw last week won't win this game on Sunday, right? Like, if the bar last week, it felt like the bar was – don't hurt your defense by giving a terrible Jets offense turnovers to work with and easy scoring opportunities. And even in a very, you know, low production game by him, he did a pretty good job taking care of the football. No turnovers by the Chargers offense. They didn't give the Jets offense anything to work with. The bar has to be higher on Sunday versus the Lions. Like you need top level, elite level Justin Herbert to show up for the Chargers to go win this game this weekend. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things for them because the line has to hold up, like we talked about, right? He hasn't had any rushing attack to really, you know, help this offense or play complimentary football. And he's down two of his top three receivers. And I think just, you know, people think of the Chargers and they think about the firepower they have offensively. And we were talking before the show. It's like, yeah. it's basically Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, and that's it. And I think the problem with that is, is if you're game planning for Detroit, you kind of know the two guys you have to stop. Yeah, and I mean, on the other side, you're talking Sam Laporta, we haven't even talked about. Amon Ross St. Brown. You're now adding Donovan Peoples-Jones. And look, I'm not saying he's going to be Jerry Rice. but Sure, but it's one more uh, guy to worry about. It, you know, Josh Reynolds has had a good year. Gibbs and Montgomery. So I think there's more balance, certainly, and more weapons on that Detroit sideline. Thing that I think the Chargers could really certainly feast upon the Lions defense if it is if Herbert starts running. Great speed, obviously, you know, good feel. Always seems to get down. I know he's taken some hits the last couple of years, but uh, that would be a concern for me for Detroit is, all right, lost to Geno Smith earlier this year, a lot of scrambling. Lamar destroyed him with his legs. Yep. How will they handle Herbert if they get home and he gets away? And that's going to be one of the biggest things that I think decides how this Chargers offense fares on Sunday and if they can actually get the job done. But we're going to talk about what each team has to do this upcoming weekend to find a way to win in a, a game that I think is one of the games of the weekend. We're going to talk about that coming up right after this. 
First, though, I do need to tell you guys about something that's a little bit more serious. We spend a lot of time talking together. We get fired up for wins and losses and who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have. But today, I want to talk about something a little bit more personal because whether you're on extended travel, bracing for major weather events, or limited by yet another supply shortage, we have you covered. And thanks to our partners at Jace Medical Life-Saving Antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. But this is kind of really what sums it up for me. A verified customer had this to say about it. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. And that's what it's about at the end of the day. You don't know what's going to happen. It's a crazy world. Give yourself some peace of mind with Jace Medical. If you're someone you would love to get some of that peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. All right, we are back here with the Chargers and the Lions. Very excited for this upcoming matchup, and I think there's a lot to get into and a lot that the Chargers have to do to win this game. I think the Lions are a better team going into this one. And for the Chargers, I think the game script has to be playing their most complete game of the season but before we talk about all that i do need to tell you guys about locked on nfl kickoff live which is on every locked on nfl channel 2 p.m eastern time every single friday with tanitra batiste jarvis davis and kyle Krabs getting into every single matchup around the nfl and giving you the local experts that only locked on can provide right they have guys everywhere for every team that know everything about that team and that's what you get every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Lockdown NFL channel. So make sure you guys check out Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Matt, it's time to get into what's going to decide this one. Um, I talked a little bit about what it would take for the Chargers to win this game. I have a lot of respect for the Lions, and I think the Lions are a very good team. Uh, you know, outside of one week, it's been very, very competitive for them all season long. The Chargers really haven't gotten blown out either. You know, they lost by two scores against the Chiefs, and that's going to happen. But what do you think it takes? Like, what does a Lions win look like? to you like in your mind when you're thinking about hey what is it going to take for the the lions to get this thing done what are you thinking three things that i see daniel number one um i thought your punter that dude boots that thing really high i yeah I, he does i could just sense uh, khalif raymond is pretty short-handed at punt returns but you know a drop a muff some some sort of crazy turnover totally up the lions going out west uh-oh type of situation weird the stuff lions, happens yeah. lions have got to be yes lions have got to be aware of that so i think just nothing dumb uh number two red zone has been a problem for the lions the last three weeks uh, the last three weeks something like just 12 percent in terms of getting touchdowns Ooh. converted in the red zone it's been really low and yeah. dan campbell said that's been a major concern for them during the bye week to look at to go what do we need to improve on at six and two and one of them is red zone and the number three look as you know when the chargers play good team. The Chargers are usually right there. Uh, yeah. Is this going to be another one of those Chargers get the ball down four with a chance and then doesn't happen for them again? I think that's in the Lions favor if it comes down to the end and their defense is on the field or the Lions offense is on the field trying to salt a game away. Um, so, yeah. you know, I think if it comes down to that, I like the Lions. It just, yeah. how many Charger it. games have I watched in the last few years? It's just like, Oh, look, guess who's got the ball down six with a chance to do it? And they just don't. So 
Um, we Lions call that Philip Rivers syndrome. That, that's what that is. Philip yeah. Rivers syndrome. It happened with him. It's happened with Herbert. It's a Chargers thing through and through. But, you know, I just, I, I like the Lions. I think those things come into play for them. And I, I think they'll, we'll talk about predictions. I think they'll end up winning, but they've got to, they've got to convert touchdowns. They can't be kicking field goals. Yeah. And uh, just a muff punt here, a, a stupid turnover there. Don't let the door stay open for the uh, the opponent. Yeah. The interesting thing about the muff punt is funny too because the Chargers have a guy in Jasir Taylor who over the last two years has had two plays on the punt coverage team for the Chargers where he's blocked another the other team's player into the the return man even while calling a fair catch and has caused two muff punts that the Chargers have recovered super high football IQ thing there's nothing wrong with it if your block takes you into the guy who's fair catching it it's all fair game and for the Chargers I think you need to get it a little weird, right? Like, I think things will have to get a little weird for them to pull this thing off. I think red zone for both teams, I think in a game like this where you're talking about two teams who are, you know, one good team and one team who's trying to be good, that's what's going to decide it, right? Trading three points for seven points is not going to be something that wins you this game more than likely. So for the Chargers, they've been much better in the red zone, haven't allowed a touchdown, you know, didn't allow a touchdown last week at all, but they have been better in the red zone. But I think... For them, it's they have to play their best game of the season. And I think that's what it's going to take. And I think it's, you know, getting that from both sides, offensively and defensively. You can't just have a good defensive performance in this one and have a bad offensive performance like we saw last week and still win this game. So I think it's getting a couple turnovers, no matter how they come, right? Jared Goff is taking care of the football really well. You're going to have to get to him to try to maybe give yourself a chance there. Chargers did punch the ball out extremely well last week. I think they forced four fumbles last week and recovered two of them. You can see that there's a real emphasis from this team on trying to strip the ball out and things like that. I think the biggest thing, especially talking to what you're talking about or speaking to what you're talking about, is the second half offense for the Chargers. This is a Chargers offense that's been shut out two of the last five games in the second half. Scored six points offensively against the Bears in the second half of that game. They didn't need much, but still... It's a problem until it's not, right? And last week they scored 10 points in the second half offensively. And you're like, okay, that's something. What you don't realize is that the Chargers got a fumble recovery that brought it down to the two-yard line and they scored from two yards out. So it's hard to take a lot of faith in them, you know, in the second half driving down the field. They didn't do that. So I think it's all those things. And just getting more from your young players, right? Rashawn Slater, Jamari Sawyer, Zion Johnson, Quentin Johnston, right? Wide receiver two now, Darius Davis. Rookies, second-year players stepping up for this offense to try to figure things out. I think all of those things kind of have to go right for the Chargers to pull off the upset this weekend on Sunday. So you said what you think is going to happen. You're picking the lines to win. How do you think it's going to look? Yeah, I am. By the way, Quentin Johnson, maybe he wakes up because he'll see a Michigan team on the other side of the uh, – <laughs> you remember his game? Yes, I the, do. Probably what sold the Chargers. I, I'm, I'm not even sure I like that game anymore, to be honest. <laughs> That's like uh, John Morton from like 1989 against Michigan for Seton Hall. They had a great NCAA tournament. Then he went in the first round of the Cavs and he never played in the NBA. But I digress. I'm showing my age now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the Lions 28-17. I think Detroit wins. Um, they're healthy, getting guys back, well-rested, off the bye. Chargers on a short week. Had to play on the East Coast Monday. Travel back west for a short week. Um, and, and like you said, LA's won a couple in a row here against bad teams, I think. I think the Lions come in and, and just are the better team, and I, I see them winning this game. What do you think? It'd be hard for me to go against that at this point, right? And it, for me, it's it's at a prove-it point from the Chargers. It's like, hey, if you want me to pick you to beat good teams, 
be good teams, right? Be a good team. If you want, you know, people to take you seriously, if you want to go into matchups like this and think that you're going to win them. So right now, you know, one day of injury reports for the Chargers so far, and it wasn't even real. It's basically just a, you know, this is what would have happened if they were out of practice. Chargers injury reports looking really clean, but there's a ton of dudes on IR that obviously aren't making their way back for this game. So I can't pick the Chargers to win in good faith right now. If I had to pick a score, I would go, Lions 27, Chargers 20. Offense, I think, you know, still struggles a little bit to fully click. And I think the defense plays better than we've seen them against other good teams, but can't do enough to kind of carry the offense in this one that's still kind of trying to figure things out a little bit. So that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm sure both of us will be getting into our keys tomorrow for the, you know, Friday show, getting into what we think and what we want to see happen for each team this weekend. So make sure you guys check out the Locked On Chargers podcast and the Locked On Lions podcast. Follow wherever you get your podcast from and also follow and subscribe on the YouTube channel as well if you want to see these pretty faces again. Thank you guys so much for checking out this crossover episode. I do think it is one of the games of the weekend. Thanks for hooking up with us, Matt. We appreciate you, man. I'm back at you, brother. Thank you. Good to see you, Daniel. Yeah, so make sure you guys are checking out all the great stuff on the Locked On Podcast Network and checking out the Friday shows for Locked On Chargers and Locked On Lions. And hey, for the post-game show after the game on Sunday, make sure you guys are here for that. But until then, guys, hopefully it's a very fun game, and we'll talk to you later.